0: Oh, hallelujah to God. Amen. The Bible says, If any man be in Christ, old things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Once was blind, but now I see. Once was dead in my sin, but I'm alive now through the power of the Holy Ghost. What a powerful presence of the Lord that is in the sanctuary tonight. And it is such a privilege to be here on this special weekend. We have been looking forward to this for quite some time. We have just come with expectation and with anticipation, knowing God is going to do something marvelous. Amen. And I do want to take a moment and say how much we love and appreciate this host church, Restoration Apostolic Church. Come on, you ought to put your hands together for all the hard work. And we love, absolutely love, the Walden family. Pastor Sister Walden, Sister Annabeth, Brother Jake Walden, and the youth department here at this church, give honor to all the guest ministry, guest speakers, give honor to all the ministry that's in the house of the Lord with us tonight. But I'm really happy that my wife is with me, my love, my best friend, my soulmate, the one that tolerates me and puts up with me and prays for me. And I won't tell you what else, but doesn't beat me up too much. Now I'm teasing. I'm so happy that little Shiloh is here. You hear somebody screaming. That's Shiloh. So he needs pray through to the Holy Ghost. He needs devils cast out. I'm not sure which one. But happy that little Shiloh's here. Love my family. I believe God has a word for us tonight. Do you believe that? Amen. While you remain standing, if you have your Bibles, we're going to open and read from the book of the Gospel of St. Luke. The 11th chapter. St. Luke chapter number 11. And we're going to begin at verse number 14. And we're going to read down to verse number 22. St. Luke chapter 11. Verse number 14, and we're going to read down to verse number 22. Shout amen if you are there. Amen. The Bible tells us this, speaking about Jesus. It says, and he was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. And it came to pass that when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. But some of them said, he casteth out devils through bells the chief of the devils. And others, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And a house divided against a house falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because you say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out, therefore shall they be your judges. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. Verse 21, I want to focus our attention here tonight. It says, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, He taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divideth his spoils. Scripture says there's a strong man that takes what's not his. But then there's a stronger than the strong man that comes. And he gives back everything that the strong man has taken. And so I want to preach to us for a little while on this subject. The strong man's eviction notice. The strong man's eviction notice. Can you throw your hands in the air? Can you lift your voice? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we are praying your spirit would come upon this group tonight. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come upon us in a special way. We bind the devil. We rebuke the adversary. We take authority over the prince, the power of the air. And we plead the blood. That was shed on the cross for our sins. I will give you praise and thanks in advance for what you're doing in our midst. In the name that's above every other name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing with me. Well, we live in a world that is full of hurt and heartache. You really don't have to look far, and you will see murder and mayhem. You will see uh, stabbings and shootings nearly everywhere you turn. doesn't take long. You can find jails that are filled to capacity, homes that are divided with broken families, marriages that have crumbled and completely collapsed. And while we know that it's our decisions and the choices that we make that play a factor in the outcome of our lives, we are also aware that at the very root of the problem lies an enemy. His title is the father of all liars. His job description is to steal and to kill and to destroy. He's the adversary that tries to confuse our conscience. He's the adversary that tries to frazzle our faith or even shatter our spirit. No wonder the Word of God says He is the strong man that tries to bind us up. Huh? We find here in this 11th chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. We find that a service is already in progress. And while this service is transpiring, all of a sudden there's a man there that's possessed by some kind of spirit. And this man, he somehow gets connected to Jesus. I'm going to tell you what a up every dead service is a demon possession. If it's kind of slow going, you just give me somebody that's possessed by the devil. People will quit checking Facebook or posting on Instagram. Just give me one demon possession. Even kids that get off iPads and start paying attention when that happens. Here, Jesus, he's preaching and without warning, they bring him a man. That is dumb. we got to take a moment here and define what this word dumb is. When the Scripture says that he's dumb, it's not referring to him as unintelligent. It doesn't mean that he's uneducated or he's unwise. But rather he is silent. He is speechless. He is unable to open up his mouth and communicate. And while this man comes to where Jesus is, the Lord begins to recognize that this more than just a physical condition. This man has more than just a disability. In actuality, there is a spiritual problem at play. Isn't it interesting that when this man came and Jesus discerned that it was more than a physical sickness. He did it by how the enemy was working. It was because the devil was trying to tamper with this man's mouth. He was trying to make his voice void. He was trying to mute anything that he could speak. I'm going to tell you that's the devil's business uh, to get you to stay silent. It's the devil's business uh, for you to sit there in your seat and never open up your mouth and praise. Uh, It's his his prerogative. He he will try to convince you that you don't have to raise your hands. You don't have to lift up your voice. Uh, But it was the psalmist David that said in the 34th Psalm, he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. He knew that if I'm in a certain situation, I can praise my way out. If I got myself in trouble, I can praise my way through. If I'm in a crisis, I can praise my way till I have the victory in my life. I've come to let somebody know, never discount the value of your praise. Don't ever underestimate the value of one single hallelujah. Don't ever think that God doesn't pay attention when we lift up our voices in him. Sometimes it's worship that we long for. Sometimes it's those deep moves of God that brings us into that communion with him. But there are moments and there are times that what you need is just a praise to ring up from your soul. What you need is a praise that would come from the depths of your spirit and say, I know who I serve. So now here we are. This man is present, and everybody's watching. Everybody's looking what's going to happen. How's Jesus going to react? How's Jesus going to respond? How is he going to get himself out of this jam? Here is the man that everybody knew, and while he was standing there, Jesus simply began to pray. He simply cast out that spirit and in an instant, in just a moment, the Bible says that man's tongue was loosed and he began to shout and began to scream. He began to lift his voice for everybody to hear. Here's the problem. There were those in attendance that were not what we would say of friends with Jesus. Uh, They did not think very highly of Jesus. Matter of fact, they would try their very best to belittle, to discount anything that Jesus ever did. Try to disprove any miracle that would ever happen. But they have found themselves in a certain predicament. Here's this man that everybody knows cannot speak. Here's this man that everybody knows has this particular disability. But Jesus just opened his mouth. Jesus just performed a miracle. Jesus just healed his body. How are they going to react to this? So, uh, pause a uh, moment where they are bewildered, where they are stunned by what they've seen. Finally, they lift up their voices uh, and they said, "The only way that Jesus just did that is because, really, Jesus is the devil." But you run out of excuses and reasons uh, when you just say it's the devil. Uh, Hey, when you don't know how to respond, you say, it's the devil. Uh, That tells me something. You don't know how to combat it. Uh, You don't know how to react to it. Uh, You don't know how to define it. Not long ago, we were in a service, and the Holy Ghost was moving like it's been moving here tonight. And all of a sudden, people just started coming to the front, worshiping the Lord. And I was kind of scanning the congregation. And as I was looking, I I looked, and on the back left-hand side, About three-fourths of the way, there was a little boy, probably about eight or nine years old. And he was standing, what I assumed was his father beside him. And this little boy, he kept on pointing to the front like he wanted to go up to the altar. He would keep pointing to the front. Then he'd kind of pull on his dad's shirt and point to the front. And it was very obvious that the young boy wanted to come to the front. But dad had no intention of coming to the altar. Sometimes you don't need the gift of discernment. You can just kind of see it with your eyes. I could read what his mind was thinking. He was thinking, Joker, you better not come back here to me. Don't you lay your hand on my head. So we just... God just let it sit, you know, just let it stew for a minute. And this young boy was relentless. He just kept on tapping, kept on bothering his dad, pointing to the front, pointing to the front. Finally, I was kind of watching out of the corner of my eye. Finally, his dad threw his hands up and I, I almost like I could hear him. He said, Come on. And so they started walking to the front. And a pastor about that time came up beside me and said, hey, bro, this young boy that's coming to the front, he's never been able to speak in all of his life. He's actually deaf. He's got this mechanism on his ear, and it kind of helps him hear a little bit of what we're saying. Uh, And so this little boy came up to the front, and we started praying for him. And uh, his dad's standing there. And uh, we just told the young boy, just raise your hands. That's a sign of surrenderance. Well the young boy raised his hands up. Dad was not about to raise his hands. He's just standing there. I said, that's okay. Uh, God's not in the business of making you do anything. If you don't want Him, don't worry. He's not going to make you take Him. If you don't want the Holy Ghost, don't worry. You won't get the Holy Ghost. If you don't want a blessing, don't worry. You'll leave without a blessing. Uh, If you don't want delivered, don't worry. Uh, You'll leave the same way you walked in. Uh, This young boy, finally, we kind of helping him. That's it. God loves you, He loves you when you're unlovable. He cares for you when nobody else cares. He believes in you when you don't believe in yourself. Son, what you're feeling It's the love of God. The fast beating of your heart. The butterflies in your stomach. That's the presence of God. And when God comes on you, he's going to live in your heart. And you're going to speak in another tongue. And here's this boy. He's got his eyes closed. By now, tears are just streaming down his face. Hands just shaking. Said, that's it. You just surrender to God. If you can't speak it out loud, think it in your mind. Jesus is going to hear it, and he's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And while we were praying, the Holy Ghost started moving in the altar service. And the Spirit of God came on that young man. And without warning... Boom, he starts speaking in tongues uh, out loud for everybody to hear. His old dad said, What just happened? he's never spoke a word in his life. But I'm going to tell you, when the strong man shows up, he's bigger than any physical condition. He's bigger than any spiritual attack. He's bigger than any problem in your life, any issue in your family. This strong man is bigger. He's stronger. That's all when it happens right like that. You can say, oh, that wasn't God. But when you are the one that just got healed, when you are the one that just got touched, I don't care what you say. I don't care if you say, I've lost my mind. The old song said, I was there when it happened, and I guess I ought to know. Jesus healed this man for everybody to see. And here are these men, and they're coming, and they say, well, uh, he might have healed them, but the only way he healed him is because he's the devil. He's actually Baal's above. That's how we can, uh, cast out that spirit. Jesus started breaking down a little Bible study and said well uh, a house divided against a a house uh, it cannot stand it does not make sense Satan casting out Satan Uh, that's not even logical but then Jesus began to make a reference he said but consider with me for a moment that if I really did cast out that devil and it was by the finger of God uh, then I want to ask you a question who do your sons uh, cast out these devils by Uh, y'all stay with me just for a minute he was referring to about a certain group that was seen over and over in the word of God we see them in the New Testament in Acts chapter 19 and they're known as the sons of Sceva they were what we could say as self-proclaimed exorcists they would go and they would search for evil spirits Verse 15, verse 13 rather of Acts 19 says they took upon them to go and hunt down these demons and devils. Now I'm going to tell you, if you're interested in finding devils, you just count me out. If you're interested in doing a sing uh-uh, don't sign me up for that party. Uh, I'm not interested in playing with the Ouija board. I uh, uh-uh, don't know. I'm not the one for that. I'm going to tell you something. You go on a hunt for spirits. You go on a hunt for devils. You go on a hunt for demons. You better watch out because you're liable to find what you're looking for. Uh, Here are these sons of Sceva. They went out and just by chance they find a man that's possessed. They find this man that is bound up, that's being tormented by the adversary. And so when they find out this condition and this problem that this man has, they just walk towards him. And they say, we adjure thee by Jesus, by who Paul preaches. Come out of him. In other words, they just strolled up and they tried to imitate what others had done. Can I tell somebody here tonight, you can imitate, but you cannot duplicate a sovereign move of God. You can't, you can't re-engineer it, you can't reproduce it, you cannot fake it. You know when it's not real. You sense when something's off. You sense when the real Holy Ghost isn't at work. I just, I'm just i just under the impression that when the real Holy Ghost moves, I, I don't have to defend it, and you don't either. When the real Holy Ghost comes down, you know it within your heart. You know it within your spirit. The word comes alive through the spiritual manifestation. And so they say, we are thee by Jesus, but who Paul preaches, come out of him. And the devil inside that man spoke back and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but hometown, who are you? I know about the power of Jesus. Uh, We've been eyewitnesses to that. I know about the power that the apostle has, but when you came strolling up, I didn't feel anything. When you started talking, nothing seemed to move me. There are some things that we cannot do with our talent, that we cannot do with our ability, uh, we cannot do with our education, uh, we cannot do with our oratory. We can try it, uh, but it's more than charisma, and it's more than intellect. Uh, Brother, you better know that there's somebody in you uh, that's stronger than the strong man. Uh, You better make sure there's somebody flowing inside of you uh, that's greater than the one you're trying to cast out. So what happened? Bible tells us the end of their story, they fled away, and they were wounded, and they were embarrassed, and they were ashamed. Now, Spirit jumped out on them. So we got to ask ourselves then, if that's not the way to properly evict the strong man, then where is a similar story in the Bible where true eviction does take place? Brings us to Acts chapter 16 where the Apostle Paul was going about preaching and building churches. Why don't you elbow your neighbor and say, it's bigger than me. Slap somebody upside the head and make sure they're paying attention. Uh, Say, it's bigger than you. Here, this Apostle, he would go and he would preach uh, and he would develop ministers and he would build churches. Uh, But in Acts 16, we find him on one of his Uh, pilgrimages. We find him on one of his missionary journeys. And while on this journey, there was a certain damsel. There was a certain young lady that began to follow him everywhere that he went this certain individual would begin to cry out and say, Come, here are these great men of God. I'm going to tell you in so many words what she was doing. She was mocking. She was ridiculing. She was belittling. Saying, Oh, I'm really scared. I'm really afraid. I'm really worried about this great man of God. I'm just going to follow him everywhere that he goes. But there came a point where enough was enough. And sometimes in our lives, you have to reach a place where you can say enough is enough. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm not saying you're not a mighty man of God. I'm not saying you're not a church builder. I'm not saying you're not filled and sanctified. But that spirit was tormenting the apostle. That spirit was bothering Paul. That spirit was constantly chasing him. And do you know here tonight, I feel in the Holy Ghost, that there are certain strong men that keep showing up in some of our houses. There are certain strong men that keep showing up in our families. There are certain strong men that keep showing up in our youth groups. Even though we have awesome services. Even though the power of God comes down. That strong man finds a way to interject back into where we are. They'll find a way to come back uh, to what we are doing. Here, Paul is trying his best. Uh, He's building this church. He's building that church. Uh, He's raising up this preacher. Raising up that preacher. But all the while, here is this young lady that will not leave him alone. Constantly chasing him. Constantly following him. uh, Constantly aggravating him. Uh, And Paul finally, in a breaking moment, said, all right. And he looked at her. He said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. You notice he didn't go through a two-hour dissertation. He didn't break out a book and start doing a Bible study. He said, all right, I've let you linger long enough. I've let you hover around long enough. I've let you stick around long enough. But you are not welcome any longer. You are no longer going to be walking and bothering me. Oh, there's a difference here. First John chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Greater is he that lives in me than he that is in the world. There's got to be something inside of you. It's bigger than my church. It's bigger than my organization. It's bigger than my denomination. I've got Jesus living inside of me, and I don't have to be pushed around by the adversary. I don't have to be tormented by the enemy of my soul. I'm trying to challenge somebody tonight. Make up in your mind. Decide in your heart. Determine in your spirit. I'm preaching to a young man that's been struggling for too long. Preaching to a young lady that's been tempted one too many times. You got to tell the strong man, you're not going to abide in my anointing any longer. You're not going to breach my blessings any longer. You're not going to dwell in my destiny any longer. You're not going to hover in my house. You're not going to possess my praise. You're not going to reside under my roof. You're not going to stay in my story. Somebody ought to tell him. You're not going to trash my testimony. You're not going. I feel it. I feel it. You're not going to vandalize my victory. You're not going to wreck my world. The strong man's about to get evicted. The strong man is about to be cast out. Hallelujah. Just as sure. Y'all stay with me. I'm not going to be too much longer. Just as sure as Paul did that. See the moment you decide, uh-uh, we're not going to fall prey to the same spiritual struggles. The moment you determine that my youth group's going to go higher. My youth group's going to get deeper. My youth group's going to get larger. My youth group's going to get closer. You can say you want to go higher. You can say you want to go deeper. But as long as the strong man is sticking around, uh, there's only so high you're going to fly. There's only so deep you're going to tread. There's only so close you're ever going to get. Here, the, the the apostle cast out this evil spirit. And just as soon as he did that, the Bible says the men of the city got together because they were using this girl as a pawn. They were using her for their own gain. I'm going to tell you, usually the problem, there's somebody behind the scenes. There's somebody that you cannot see that's pulling the strings. There's somebody else that's working and maneuvering and they got together and they said what are we going to do about these men well we only have one option we only really have one choice we need to throw them in jail so I need two brothers that's going to help me out real fast real fast somebody real loud y'all going to shout them out right, here we go come on now I need come on up here for me brothers one on side my friend on this side over here now I need somebody to grab me two chairs real fast and bring it right in front of the pulpit right here Help me real fast. Here we go. Here is Paul, and here is Silas. Just set it right there and set them uh, back-to-back for me. Back-to-back so they're facing against each other. Perfect. Thank you. So here, my man is going to take a seat right here, and my brother is going to take a seat right here. Here is Paul and Silas. and And they're doing the work of God. They're, they're, uh, they're praying, they're fasting, they're preaching, they're winning souls, they're doing everything right, but yet, for some reason, uh, they find themselves in jail. They find themselves uh, locked in prison. Huh? Sometimes you ever feel like you're trying to do something good for God, uh, and just things are not going your way. One old preacher said, everybody wants to be a prophet, but not everybody wants to live in the dungeon. When you take on a certain anointing, uh, something's going to follow you. uh, And it's not always blessings. uh, And it's not always words of faith. Uh, Sometimes you have to evict the strong men. uh, You have to work out evil spirits. uh, You have to get rid of strongholds. uh, And uh, sometimes it may cost you here, here they are. Back up, back up. And, and they're sitting here in this jail. Try to imagine with me for a moment. Try to envision what is going on in their mind they are sitting in this jail cell and they've been beaten and they've been whipped black eyes bloody lips arms and legs are bruised and their bodies are tired and their minds are weary and their spirits are fatigued trying to preach trying to have a move of God and yet this is what we are getting this is our return on on our investment We're sitting with handcuffs and we're sitting with shackles on our feet. What kind of gift is that? Oh, I want to blame them if they began to question God. God, do you still know what's best for me? Are you still ordering my footsteps? Are you still directing my future? Do you still got a destiny upon my life? I know I've heard. I know I've felt. I know I've been moved. But right now, I've forgotten about those experiences. Right now, I've forgotten about those prophetic words. I've forgotten about those awesome experiences. And I'm wondering, uh, why are we here? Why have we received this? Sitting against each other, surrounded by murderers, and surrounded by thieves. Surrounded by those that have broken the law. Surrounded by those that have done wrong. And the scripture says it was getting late. In the midnight hour, and finally, this apostle turned to the other. I don't know if he saw him or not, but they decided to make a pact. This brother here, he he slammed this brother. Now's your chance, man. Go ahead and slap him real good. Better watch out. You let that start happening. You can't stop it. Here here we go. He says, hey, I know right now we're struggling. I know right now we're in prison. I know right now we're in jail. But why don't we do something here? Why don't we sing praises and let's pray unto God? Kind of goes back to that praise. Kind of goes back to that worship. Hey, when you really got the goods, you can praise him anywhere. When you really got it deep down in your heart, you got it in the depths of your spirit. You can praise him on the mountaintop. You can praise him when you're down in the valley. You can praise him when you're in the spotlight. And you can praise him when you're in the prison cell. I know how to give him praise. I know how to lift him up. I know how to exalt his name. What if I get a piano player real fast? Jump up here for me. I wonder here tonight what would happen if some of us would begin to get that prison house praise. If some of us would get some of that dynamic praise that flows from the inside. I don't know what they started singing. They might have went old school. They might have started singing, can't nobody do me like Jesus. I need some singers right now. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. I don't know if they went a little further and they started singing, open your mouth to shout yes. Open your mouth to shout yes, Lord. Open your mouth to shout yes, Lord. But something started happening. Uh, open your mouth and shout, yes Lord. yes, Lord. Open your mouth and shout, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Open your mouth and shout, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm not a singer. Y'all going to have to help me. Uh, open your mouth and shout, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I need somebody that knows how to praise him. Uh, somebody knows how to lift him up. Uh, somebody knows how to call on his name. Uh-huh. Something started moving. Something started transpiring. They started praising the Lord. They started lifting Him up. They started magnifying His name. They started glorifying God. And then without warning, all of a sudden, the shackles began to fall off. And the gates of the prison houses were opened up. You know why that was? Because they evicted the strong man out of that city. And once you evict the strong man out of the city, does not matter where your feet go. Does not matter where your steps take you. Once you get the strong man out of your life, you could be like David. We said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I wonder for a moment if someone would throw your hands in the air. uh, Somebody would like to shout a praise unto God for a moment. Come on, come on. Uh, Come on, I challenge you tonight. Uh, I challenge you tonight. Those shackles fell off, and not only did they fall off on these two, but in all the prisoners, the doors were opened up. The shackles were dropped off. You know why that was? There was somebody that took it upon themselves and said, you know what? The strong man's not going to linger any longer in my life. Somebody tonight, you better put the strong man on notice. You better not give him 30 days. You better not give him 30 seconds. You better tell him tonight Come on, sickness, you've been put on notice. You've been evicted. Come on, spirits of discouragement, you've been put on notice. You have been evicted. Spirit of suicide, you've been put on notice. You have been evicted. Spirit of compromise, you've been put on notice. You are going to be evicted. Stand with me all across the house. Stand with me all across the house. It takes one person that would decide enough is enough. Come on, you don't need me to tell you what's going on. Uh, you got certain things you can't seem to conquer. Certain things you can't seem to rise above. Uh, Certain things you can't seem to defeat remember uh in the basement of a drug dealer's house i was addicted to every drug you could imagine i sold every drug you could think of everything that my family did was passed down to me but in the basement of this house i felt like god started to speak to me i didn't know what that felt like i never experienced anything like that so i just kind of ignored it a little while later it happened again i felt like god started to speak to me I ignored it again. About the third time, I felt it. I had to do something. It was obvious God was trying to talk to me. And I'll never forget, I went up to the third level of this house. I found a room that nobody was in. I shut the door. I locked it. Got on my knees, started praying best I knew how. And I prayed. I prayed. I didn't feel anything. You ever prayed before and you didn't feel anything? I prayed and I stood up. I can recall distinctly, I said, God, you need to let me know, are you even real? i never forget, I went over to the edge of that house. I looked out a window, and as I was looking out the window, I saw these clouds in the sky. Nothing magical, nothing mystical. But as I was looking at these clouds, all of a sudden I began to feel something from the top of my head went down to the sole of my feet. It was something I never felt in cocaine. Something I never felt in crystal meth. Something I never felt in marijuana. And I, I remember saying, God, I don't know what I'm feeling right now, but I promise you I'll give whatever it takes. I'll give up anything that's of me. I, I'll pray to you one more time. Got on my knees and started praying. Uh, start speaking words I didn't understand. Uh, start speaking in a different language. Uh, come to find out that's how you know you received the Holy Ghost. Uh, you'll speak in another tongue. But I said all that to say this, that if God could fill no good sinner like me with the Holy Ghost in a drug dealer's house where there were no preachers and there were no saints and there were no prayer warriors and there were no intercessors, what do you think he could do right now on this Friday night? What do you think he could do right now on this regeneration weekend? I want the hands raised all across the house, eyes closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand in the gap, and we take authority over the prince and the power of the air. I come against every stronghold, every spiritual influence, every attack of the devil. Lord, I pray there would be freedom. I pray there would be deliverance. I'm asking for an impartation in the Holy Ghost. A sovereign move of your spirit uh, that somebody would be set free uh, somebody would be delivered uh, somebody would receive the Holy Ghost I wonder tonight, is there somebody that would like to join me at the altar? Uh, You've never had the Holy Ghost? Why don't you come right now? You need a touch of God? Why don't you come right now? You are ready for your youth group to go higher? Why don't you come right now? Come on, there's something special that's happening. Uh, There's something powerful that's taking place. Come on, friend of mine. You can have it. You can have it. You don't have to live within that bondage. You don't have to live always with that temptation. You don't have to battle that all by yourself. There is a healer that's here. There's a way maker that's here. There's a deliverer that's here. Hallelujah. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why don't you come all the way down to the front tonight. Come on this is your moment this is your service this is your time I tell you in the name of the Lord it's time to come on back to God it's time to rededicate yourself it's time to consecrate yourself father here I am I hold nothing back come on praisers. Come on, worshipers. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's power and authority. There's deliverance and demonstration.
1: My soul the end.
0: Come on, friend of mine. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive from God.